1: Hello friends and welcome to the most powerful podcast ever created, the Amish Baby Machine Pop Culture Podcast. We have a powerful show today. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for listening. Thanks for downloading. I'm your beautiful host, Dags, and I'm going to throw it over to the powerful stereotone Mike Rez.
0: Hey Dags. Uh I think I got a little situation over here. I'm not quite sure. I think it's a water monitor on the loose in the Twin Cities, and I don't know if I see them out there or not, but I'm concerned because we have a lot of rabbits in our backyard, and I hear that water monitors pretty much eat anything that moves. I'm a little scared. So if I have to throw the mic down in in the middle of the recording, it's because I have to wrestle a water monitor.
1: Now, what's going on? What's a water monitor?
0: It's a giant lizard from Asia. I mean, not like 2020 could be even more fucked up, but I guess... I guess water monitors are now the, the new thing here in uh, in our part of the, the country. So somebody's water monitor was let loose or got loose or something, I don't know. So we're uh, we're on water monitor lookout in the Twin Cities of, of Minnesota. It's actually quite scary. I don't know what, uh, what we're gonna do.
1: Powerful, powerful. Yeah. Be on the lookout for a three foot long, Monitor lizard. Powerful. Now friends, we yeah. got a powerful show today. I'm gonna we got a powerful beer review. We checked out some powerful Netflix movies. We got new music I'm gonna play. We got shout outs. It's gonna be a great show.
0: Wait, you're gonna play music?
1: Yes, we Sweet. have powerful new music. Nice. It's gonna be by tangerine Beams. Stick around. We'll that that powerful music will play us out, as they say in the business. Now, Mike Rez, tell us, what what powerful shows on Netflix did we enjoy?
0: Oh, we watched uh, a movie called The Core, which was uh, made in 2003. And then we also watched a, uh, it's actually a television show, uh, started off as a television show and then Netflix picked it up called Longmire, which is like a modern day CSI Wyoming, basically. So we're going to talk about that. It's uh, quite interesting, both of those forms of entertainment the tv show and the movie and i'm actually pretty excited to hear what your thoughts are on both of those
1: now mike Rez, last week we talked about we had a powerful flyover yes powerful uh, jets supporting the healthcare workers of minnesota did you get a chance to hear feel or see the flyovers
0: no i did not unfortunately i was too far north of where they were uh, flying so i didn't even i didn't hear them all I saw was the videos on social media accounts across the globe. So I'm hoping people got to see them and hopefully members of the flock got to see them. They're happening all over the country.
1: I'm getting bored with flyovers, so I think we're going to need to step it up.
0: What are you thinking?
1: Well, I mean, the, like maybe a s- actual strafing run. <laughs> I mean, I don't want anyone to get hurt, but maybe like fuck up some shit in the Walmart par- parking lot. You know what I'm saying?
0: Absolutely. Yeah. It's kind of yeah, like I'm with you.
1: Yeah, you know, you, they do the flyover. It's kind of like fireworks. What do you think of fireworks? Are fireworks played out? Can we make those any more cooler?
0: I don't know if we can. I think we've pretty much hit the ceiling on what we can do with fireworks. I don't know. If, like you can. It was cool when they when they came out with the ones that could do the shapes. So you had like the smiley faces and the stars and and the hearts. But I don't know how else you could make them cool other than just bigger and louder.
1: Yeah, they're gonna have to incorporate like lasers, fireworks, small tactical nukes, something.
0: <laughs> like a like a small half ton mega or half megaton blast coming out of one of those things.
1: Yeah, I mean if it's far enough away you're just gonna see the flash, you know, it might you might get a little temporary blindness, <laughs> big deal.
0: Everybody has to wear uh welding goggles just to go see the fireworks. Powerful, that would be awesome. Yeah. Powerful
1: steampunk goggles. Yes. Yeah, I'm not a beer drinker, but for the fans, I had, to, uh, I had to do it. I went out and bought some powerful sours. Now, the sours, you were talking about those last week. Was that, or right. was that the week before?
0: I know we, we brought them up. We talked about them. And uh, actually, sours have become quite the topic of conversation on social media for, uh, for me since we started these beer reviews. So. so what do
1: you know about the sours? Tell the fans of Flock of Amish about sours.
0: Uh, Sours are exactly how they sound. They use tart fruit uh, to give you the flavor and the taste uh, in the beer. Um, Usually the bitterness uh, is not as high. Now you can get some where the IBUs are a little higher. The particular one that we will be talking about here in just a second is pretty low. Sours are kind of like the end thing. So IPAs were big for a while and they still are around and people enjoy them but i think the sours are the new in thing to drink so and you you found three of them if i'm not mistaken but we're only going to talk about one today and then we'll save the other two for subsequent episodes
1: yeah the one i enjoyed was uh prize brewing it's out of the great state of minnesota it is the royal raspberry sour ale now i'm looking at the can right now Mm -hmm. because we do enjoy the artwork on the cans and i don't know is it because of the sours, but It's not a very exciting can. It's almost got like a weird, I don't know, 1800s vibe or something.
0: Sure, I could see that. It's fancy. It looks like lace. Yeah,
1: it doesn't have a whimsical name either. Is that something different about the Sours, or is that something they're changing, or do we know?
0: I think it could just be brewery choice.
1: Yes. Yep. So I'm looking on the back here. And they say it's a tart, American-fruited, Berliner-style weiss that combines raspberry with hints of passion fruit, creating a crisp and approachable kettle sour.
0: Ooh. When you hear the word weiss or weiss, that's a white beer automatically, so it's going to be made with a lot of wheat. Um, and was it cloudy? It was
1: a little overcast. I think they were predicting rain. You know, I don't know enough about beer to tell you if it was cloudy or not. I did take powerful picks. Make sure you check them out on Twitter at Amish Bee Machine or also follow our Instagram, Amish Baby Machine. I took powerful pics of it.
0: Nice. I'm looking at some pictures online now. Uh, it looks like to be a little cloudy, uh, which is good because uh, you want your, your weiss to be a little cloudy. That means that the wheat content is, uh, is up there, which is what, what a good weiss should be. Now, it's not a wit beer, which is German for white beer. So it's not going to be as cloudy as that, but it looks like it actually looks pretty good in these pictures and the pictures I saw that you posted.
1: So on the IBUs, they say it's a five, so that's very low, right?
0: Very low, yeah. So it's going to be more sour than bitter.
1: Alcohol, 4.8%, so that's very low too, right, for craft beer?
0: Uh, yeah, for craft beer, that is. That's right around your Coors Light, Miller Light uh, area. So you're not going to get wasted off of like one of them like that golden monkey <laughs> we'll yeah and they're saying flavor
1: think. profile is tart and sweet and they got this powerful little uh graph on the back it's showing uh pointing towards raspberry it's dry citrus and passion fruit
0: yeah i'm looking at that right now actually as you know as I, as well. I like i
1: said i know nothing about beers but this was very good
0: good in I'm fact it, did, it
1: it doesn't even taste like beer and that's probably because it's, there's no hops taste to it.
0: Right. That would be the the why the bitterness units are so low.
1: Yeah, I'm not a big fan of hops. I I tried the IPAs. I'll keep trying them. But this one was very good. If anything, I wanted it to be more sour.
0: Really? Yes. Wow. So you're you're more of the sweet and sour taste uh in your beverages.
1: Yeah, I I think I uh this is probably the first one I've ever had too. Sours. <laughs> Once again, I know nothing about beer, but I do know about energy drinks. So,
0: how would you rate? How would you compare it against an energy drink?
1: Well, it's funny you said that because I just enjoyed right now. <laughs> I enjoyed Juice Monster,
0: the nice. powerful
1: mango flavored. hmm So this um, Royal Raspberry Sour Ale to me just tastes like an energy drink. <laughs> You know the An energy
0: drink that'll get you wasted, yeah, if you have enough of them it was good <laughs> good
1: if anything, it needed to be more sour
0: really, wow, I think you're uh think you need to start cutting back on the energy drinks yes' really powerful that's <laughs> so the uh the sours are something I don't normally go to, but I will try them, so maybe I'll try this one uh, yes, since your review has been so glowing now it on if uh, the flock Is familiar with the website untapped which is a website where people go and rate and tell people where you get you know what craft beers you've had and then you get badges and whatnot but it's getting a uh a a 3.92 out of five so people are enjoying this um and then uh i think we have a, a member of the flock sergeant ed out of maryland he sent me a sour that he liked and so i think he might be into this royal raspberry sour if he can find it out in maryland
1: so he just got his shout out early because i had him on the shout out list
0: oh, did you? <laughs> <laughs> nice what's up sarge <laughs> so he's uh way into music too so i've enjoyed uh going back and forth with him with the uh, music as well so but uh when you pick these sours, he's actually the first person I thought about. It. I was like, well, maybe he'll, uh, he'll enjoy your reviews of these sours. So it's Prius Brewing out of Minneapolis, P-R-Y-E-S.
1: Yes, prize Brewing.
0: flock wants to check it out. Prize Prius. We, we never really did figure out how to pronounce that, did we? Cause I so- called them up. Oh, you did? Yes. Were you Powerful like, research. Amish baby machine is here, and they're like, Sweet.
1: Yeah, I said, hey, I'm going to need to fucking pronounce your joint over there.
0: <laughs> nice. So yeah. uh, what, h- how, many, uh, how many pint classes out of five would you give it?
1: You know, because I don't drink beer, powerful references, I'm going four out of five. I got to come up with something different. You have the pints. I'm going to go, I don't know. I got to come up with something cool yet. I haven't figured that out. All right. We'll do four out of five pints.
0: All right. So for this week, You'll do pint glasses next week. You'll have something. Yes. Some other ratings. No, I
1: liked it because a couple different things. I I don't like alcohol taste and I don't like that hoppy taste. Yep. And whatever you fucking beer nerds say, whatever, (laughs) (laughs) not a fan of the hop taste. Some shouldn't taste piney and citrusy and floral. Should just be fucking good. You like
0: a raspberry sour. And this was good.
1: This is powerful. I enjoyed it. Four out of five pints.
0: You know, it's funny you mentioned Piney. Uh, there is a brewery in Oregon, uh, in I believe it's Astoria, Oregon, called St. George. And when we were there a few years ago, they had a uh, a beer, and it started off with, because it's Oregon and there's nothing but pine trees up there, it started off with 100 pounds of pine needles in the barrel. And it... I. I decided to try it and it tastes like I was drinking a Christmas tree, but it was really good. Uh you might want to back off on your dismissal of piney tasting beers.
1: I'll try your shitty beer. Is it still out?
0: <laughs> uh we can I, I would have to find it. Uh I don't know if we can get it in the cities, but definitely it was something you could get in Oregon three years ago.
1: Speaking of beers, let's do a quick cheers here. Flock of Amish. Hold up your drink. Hold up your beverage. Mike Rez, hold up your drink of choice. Always. Cheers, my friends. Thanks for listening to the most powerful podcast ever created, the Amish Baby Machine Pop Culture Podcast. We love everyone that listens. Please follow us on social media, Twitter at Amish Machine, Instagram Amish Baby Machine. We're everywhere, like our Facebook page. If you want to help support the show, please check out our merch, convenient links on AmishBabyMachine.com. Also, we do have a Patreon page. That's a great way to help support this powerful podcast. Wherever you listen to podcasts, please leave a review. Please write something. Five-star review is the highest review. If you write that, it will unlock secrets to the universe. Now, Mike Rez, let's get into your song of the day. I had you pick a powerful song. Tell the fans of Flock of Amish what song you picked for a song of the day.
0: Uh, We have Sister Christian by the american hard rock band night ranger uh this was a song that popped into my head as my daughter and i were driving in the car and sister christian came on and we were both singing it now my daughter is 18 uh which puts her uh in the you know the early early 2000s being born but she knows the words to sister christian because as our kids have grown up, we have forced them to listen to old '80s rock uh, and music in general, and the '90s and '70s and '60s as well. But it's always kind of funny to me uh, to know what what words to what songs my kids know, especially ones that were made when I was listening as a kid. Uh, but Sister Christian, uh, I looked up some of the, uh, the
1: motor in.
0: Heck yeah! The uh, the song was written by the drummer Kelly, i think it's kaggy or kigi i don't know how to pronounce that there's one of the powerful bands
1: where the drummer is featured
0: right like like phil collins yeah phil collins yeah so he wrote and sang this song and this was actually a song he wrote about his sister Christy. Uh, now how they got to sister christian was that members of the band thought he was saying sister christian Uh, during the recording so they changed the name of the song and re-recorded it with the word christian in it so uh, that's why uh, it's a song about his sister Christy turned into sister christian and he wrote it because he went home to eugene oregon another reference to oregon there and his sister who was younger than he was by 10 years uh, was growing up and she would become a teenager since the last time he had seen her and she, uh, he felt that she was just growing up too fast. So this uh, song was in reference to her. Uh, nobody really knows, and he never really told the band what all of the words actually meant. You know, like the motor in part and the what's your price for flight. Just words, or, you know, lines he threw in there um, about her growing up. Reached number one in Canada and only got as high as number two or number, number five on the Hot 100 in the U.S. Got as number, high as number two in the mainstream rock charts in the u.s uh australia had only got up to 99 so i don't know what australia's problem was with the song
1: oh they're like, upside down on up. everything
0: right i mean and then in germany it reached 67 it was uh, I, I like it i love this song uh i don't really know if i know too many more night ranger songs other than when you close your eyes um powerful but, uh, yeah so those are uh that's the song of the day that i chose. Uh, what what did, Do you have any fond memories of Sister Christian?
1: I remember doing a lot of motoring when I was younger. Do you? Yes.
0: What, can, what kind of motoring?
1: Oh, I don't know what that means. Cruising for chicks. How's that?
0: Cruising for chicks. Yes. I was going to say, I think it means cruising, doesn't it? I would yeah. think so. I don't know. So
1: There was Powerful. two different
0: uh, versions. Did you know that?
1: What are the two different was, versions?
0: Well, there was the album version and then the single version. It was like 45 seconds in difference. They cut one of the verses out for the single. And then in the album, they put the whole song in. The whole song is over five minutes.
1: I just remember the powerful drums. Doo, 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 doo. Doo, 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 doo. Drums are powerful.
0: Dude, they should be a mouth drumming competition. I think you'd win. Yes.
1: Powerful. Sister Christian Night Ranger. That's a powerful name for a band, too, isn't it?
0: Yeah, I don't think you can get any more powerful besides rap.
1: Yes. That reminds me of, uh, it'd be like some cool synthwave band now, Night Ranger.
0: Would, that would definitely have to be one. There'd be a kinks uh, and oranges and purples involved. Yes,
1: magentas. and
0: yeah, and yeah a gridded sun.
1: Yes, powerful lasers. And Speaking of synthwave, we do have powerful new music from Tangerine Beams. Ooh. Stick around for the end of the show. They will play us out. Now let's get I'm into excited. Powerful. Yes, we are excited. You can feel the energy, feel the power. Let's get into the Powerful shows we watched. The Core. That was your pick. Tell us, yeah. the fans of Flock of Amish, about the movie The Poor Core, I'm sorry. The Core.
0: The Core. C-O-R-E. Okay, well, The Core uh, is a science fiction disaster film, as it's labeled here, uh, from 2003. It's directed by some guy I don't know. Uh, John Amell. If people really want to know, we'll let the flock look that up or if they can decide if they like that person or not. Uh, but it does star Aaron Eckhart, Hillary Swank, uh, Delroy Lindo, Stanley Tucci is in this uh, with hair, which is a weird look for him. Yes. Um, and then uh, the French actor uh, who I can't never pronounce his name. I think it's the Kate. Cario he oh, is hi. he is the, oui. uh, the French general in uh the patriot that fights alongside uh, uh Mel Gibson in that one so uh, that way the flock knows who we're talking about uh DJ Qualls
1: Powerful Road yeah, Trip
0: uh, Yeah he's not an actual DJ he just goes by the initials DJ yes, He's a
1: powerfully uh, built young man
0: goofy looking guy kid. I
1: love that movie Road Trip
0: That was a good movie
1: we should talk uh, about Bruce, that sometime.
0: We'll do that. We'll definitely do that. Uh Bruce Greenwood uh and Elfie Woodward.
1: Oh, I love those this. guys.
0: DJ Qualls, it's interesting. He's, his character's name is Rat in this, and I never thought that there could be a more accurate character name for someone. And uh that is an accurate character name for DJ Qualls. He does look like a rat. Apropos. Yeah. So the plot of this movie. Uh Aaron Eckhart plays a scientist, geophysicist more specifically uh Josh keys um and his scientist buddy, Sanders Serge, uh played by the uh the French dude obviously. Um and then uh Stanley Tucci plays Conrad Zimsky. Uh and the three of them find out that the earth's core has stopped rotating.
1: That's hardcore. Is that something you fear? yes i that's very hardcore when the core doesn't rotate
0: i don't know what i fear most the core stopping to rotate or uh water monitor lizard
1: i worry about the mantle a lot do you yes
0: like it falling apart
1: i don't know i don't even know what that means
0: or, or falling off the wall
1: off the wall into the fireplace. Michael Jackson
0: oh yeah
1: the core stopped moving
0: it stops moving which screws up of course like everybody knows i don't have to tell the flock because the flock is smart that just screws up the earth's magnetic field and we have uh what they have they have birds flying into the windows yes and into statues (laughs) um and uh i'm trying to oh and the people just dropping dead
1: yes all the uh, the people that have pacemakers all the millions of people within the couple block radius
0: yeah they They just drop dead. So they have to go figure out how they're going to get the core moving again. And they come up with this grand plan. Um, Delroy Lindo, his character, has come up with this awesome, boring machine.
1: Oh, wasn't that boring, was it?
0: No, well, not really. You know what this movie ruined? If people have seen Armageddon and they've seen the movie Space, it's kind of a combination of both of those in my mind because you're taking something and going into something and it looks like you're inside of a human body more than in the middle of the the earth
1: honey i shrunk the planet
0: yes definitely so they uh they come up with this machine i don't know can't call it a ship can you like a train I
1: you can know. call whatever you want
0: yeah but it's made out of a uh, material called unobtonium
1: unobtainium
0: an Obtainium. there it is, mm. which was uh, a funny name for a made-up material.
1: Yes, you can't obtain it.
0: Yeah, yeah. I like like the uh, the qualities of this material. Uh, the more pressure and the more heat, the stronger it gets. That yeah. way they can.
1: It's like the whole they,
0: they they didn't have to deal with like the underwater pressure or the pressure going into the middle of the earth. So.
1: Under pressure,
0: <laughs> but yeah, I mean, there's just. When the flock watches as if they watch it, I mean, they'll see some of the plot holes that go along with that as well.
1: So all in all, it was a stupid action thriller survival disaster movie. Oh, right. <laughs>
0: yeah, and it came after, so Armageddon, I look back, Armageddon was made in 98. This was made in 2003, so um, I think they, they waited long enough for a new apocalyptic end of the world, drilling into the, something to save the Earth with, of course nuclear bombs.
1: Yeah, back to what we should be using for fireworks.
0: Right, yeah. One of the things so I Aaron Eckhart he uh I think he he can't decide what, uh if he's gonna be a good actor or not because
1: he is kind of two-faced, yeah.
0: Yeah. He'll do a a performance and then follow it up with two disaster performances, but I think he only looks for the roles where he can have a scene where he can clench his teeth together and get angry.
1: Well, he's very handsome. You wish you could look that good, don't you?
0: I do. Yeah. I think it's uh, throughout this movie, he's got bed head. So I kind of wish I had that going on. You I have bald head. Mm.
1: How is your bald melon, by the way?
0: It's good. It, I'm getting used to the look, so I don't scare myself when I look in the mirror anymore.
1: Yeah. Just so, what I said, just shave that shit down, pick it down. Embrace your yeah, baldness.
0: We're, we're, we're not there quite yet i'll so, just get there baby steps amish baby machine steps
1: yes yeah, powerful
0: so uh hillary swank um plays a uh
1: boxer in this movie isn't
0: she yeah this was uh just before uh she's actually training uh, for her role or uh for the next fight she um lands the shuttle or helps land the space shuttle <laughs> what th- do you think Angeles of that scene with the
1: space shuttle her, landing
0: it was so dumb <laughs> i mean come on it was it was funny it was uh they had the cool know.
1: scaffolding though that was cool
0: yeah yeah you it was i don't know tell me what you thought but were there parts of the movie where you could figure out what they were going to do before they did it
1: yeah it was it was a dumb movie let's just get to the ratings let's just get to the ratings <laughs> what do you think
0: uh i'm giving it a two and a half
1: i'm giving it two out of five buggy wheels
0: oh so I'm a, I'm a little more excited about this one, I guess, than you. <laughs> Where,
1: it would have been funner in the movie theater. Yeah. I. <laughs> Where did you see it? Where did you just was um, stro- uh, scrolling through or what?
0: Yeah. You know, you, when you and I decide what movies we're going to go watch or whatever, I just, uh, I usually look in the action genre on Netflix and uh, I just saw it. And I was like, well, let's click on it and see what it says. And I was like, it eh, sounds dumb. Let's watch it. <laughs> So I didn't expect it to be this dumb though. So they uh I actually read the one of the reviewers trashed the the director about how unscientific it was. And sometime after this movie, it wasn't because of this movie, but sometime after this movie, Hollywood actually created a entertainment and scientific uh board, if you will, so they could ask scientists about scientists sciencey stuff in movies so they can sound somewhat accurate because i guess this movie was like totally made up none of the things they said would could happen is like ever possible and and like physicists and 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 it's just was remarkably dumb i guess (laughs) lots of scientists just are like the f What i'm gonna kind of give away a little bit here but there's a part where uh Aaron Eckhart's character tries to pull the fuel cell, the plutonium fuel cell out, and he tries to use a chain, and the chain melts, and he can't pull it out, but somehow he can pull it out with his hands and carry it up a ladder, and all that happens is he gets like a second or third degree burn.
1: Did he die? <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's like, are you ridiculous? <laughs> like, all right, it melts through a chain, but doesn't melt through a hot pad glove i don't get that at all
1: all right so, we're done that movie sucked
0: yes <laughs> i just wanted the flock to know what they were getting into i decided know. to watch it thanks for picking it powerful, hey no problem
1: powerful movie and the powerful <laughs> next show we watched on netflix was longmire
0: yeah this is a tv series uh this was uh, a suggestion by you tell the flock where you decided to pull this one out of
1: I was, looking, <laughs> I was looking through <laughs> Netflix also, and it was uh, one of the shows that people were, were watching.
0: Ah, it's a trending. All right. Do you want to tell the flock, or do you want me to tell the flock what it's about?
1: You tell the flock.
0: All right. So Longmire is a, a modern Western crime drama. Like I said in the uh, beginning, think CSI Wyoming, uh, but a lot less technical. Um, and you get that right away in the first first show. Uh, that's the only one I watched. Um, so we're we're basing an entire series off of one show. I don't, how many episodes did you get into?
1: I watched one show also because I knew okay. you were going to watch one, so I figured we'll just review the first episode.
0: All right. So it premiered in 2012 on the A and E network, which is important because the first couple seasons are on A and E, which is an over-the-air network. Uh, so you're not going to get any swearing. You're not going to get any hardcore, uh, nudity or anything, um, or anything too, too bad, uh, just because it was on an over the air network I'm actually pretty intrigued about whether the seasons after that, how that went, when it got put on Netflix, cause Netflix picked it up after Annie canceled.
1: It. A&E was over the air. I thought that was cable.
0: I, I figure everybody's got cable now. So to me that's over.
1: Maybe we should have a science board for you. Maybe. Better get your goddamn facts straight.
0: <laughs> well, either way they're not going to do anything crazy on A&E cuz everybody gets that channel uh when they get their their cable or their satellite or whatever their Hulu Plus TV or their YouTube TV whatever they get. Um but A&E or when uh, Netflix picks it up it usually gets a little more adult after that cuz there, there's no rules on netflix you can do whatever you want that's just like any any other thing like hbo that's they can do whatever they want even though a and e could do whatever they want they decided not to anyway uh walt longmire is a uh sheriff in the county of Absaroka in wyoming it's a fake county that county does not exist uh in in real life um He's actually, that uh, actor is Robert Taylor plays him. He's actually Australian. Sweet. Uh, and yeah, so in, he speaks with an American accent throughout the entire show. Series, I would imagine. Couldn't have a, an Australian sheriff running around Wyoming. I don't think that would uh, work out pretty well. But uh, in the first season you find out, or the first episode, you find out his wife had recently died dealing with that. Um, he's dealing with the uh, douchebag deputy uh, that wants his job. He's going to run against him uh, as sheriff of the county. Um, and then uh, he's got uh, a couple of allies in the uh, department the sheriff does. Um, and uh, one of those is uh, Katie Sackhoff, who plays uh, Vic, I believe her name is, in this uh, series. Um, and she is a former. Homicide detective from uh, Philadelphia, and she moved out to uh, Wyoming, I guess, to become a sheriff's deputy. Um, Makes sense to me. Right? I mean, I think that's the normal. Maybe Sergeant Ed could tell us if that's the normal progression. Go from homicide detective to um, sheriff's deputy in Wyoming. Uh, But they have to try to solve the crime of a dead body they find um, in the middle of nowhere. And like we said it's a, as far as the uh crime scene investigation goes they <laughs> they go and roll over the body they touch the body they're stepping on everything they're trying to use a hairdryer to find evidence it's just it's a pretty keystone cop if you ask me
1: that part i um, thought was a little weird yeah when they see yeah, the body just, they start going through it right away i don't know if that's a cool thing to <laughs> cool way to do it out west
0: right it sounds like uh they just threw the body in the back of his truck. That he was just going to take it to, <laughs> to the hospital, <laughs> too. I mean, it didn't sound like there was a, like a coroner or anybody that picked it up. Where there was no crime scene tape. There's no Quincy. There. Yeah. Ooh, Quincy. You know he would have had that shit on lockdown.
1: Yes, Quincy M.E.
0: Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so that was. Uh, yeah, there was a prostitution ring involved. It was it was nuts. So there was a little bit of everything. It was the pilot though. So they uh I think they were going all out to make sure that some some network picked it up. Lou Diamond Phillips is in this as oh well. Oh my I don't god. Know how I buried the lead on Lou that. Lou
1: Diamond Phillips.
0: Yeah. I knew him in when he was Lou Carbon
1: Phillips. He was a young gun oh. back then.
0: Wow, that that was a long time ago. Thousands yes. of years.
1: Powerful young gun back there.
0: So Must what have been we a lot think. of pressure on him back then.
1: Yes, he was under a lot of pressure. What do we think of Longmire? <laughs> uh,
0: I think it was all right. Uh, I might watch another episode. Uh, so, because it was an A&E drama series, uh, the flock should know that it's not one story that they keep going on. It's one-offs. Every episode's a different story. Um, but it was all right. I might watch another one just to see if my interest is peaked enough to keep watching it. There's six seasons.
1: What'd you think of the lead?
0: Three episodes.
1: What'd you think of uh, the lead?
0: He was okay. I didn't mind him too much. I I, I don't think I've ever seen him in anything else. I, maybe I have. I he didn't look familiar to me. Um, but you know, strong. You know, sheriff, old, rugged sheriff, Drizzled. Yep, yeah, I I could see him. Near, I believed him as a small town wyoming sheriff how about you
1: you know it was a pretty solid show i liked it i thought he was pretty cool i thought the other deputy lady she was kind of annoying
0: yeah i could see that
1: no it was it was he was pretty cool i liked it i liked how you know he was kind of solved the mystery it was a solid show I'd, I'd watch it again i mean it had a lot of cliches it had a lot of you know tropes in there pretty solid mm-hmm. show I, I could see it You know, it's straightforward. I kind of like the out west. I like the backdrop. That was pretty cool. Kind of picturing yourself living out there versus, you know, most crime cop shows are, you know, out east, back east, whatever you want to say, Boston, New York. So it's kind of cool to see how cops would deal with stuff out in Wyoming. And I liked how they went to the Indian Reservation. That was kind of cool to see that side of it, too. Right. I think Got it was a d- pretty solid show.
0: What's that? Would you, watch, would you watch the second episode?
1: I would. would yep. it, was, it was a pretty solid show. I could see it developing into some things. You know, you, you wonder what he's going to do. He uh, recently lost his wife. You know, is he going to get a new girlfriend, get married? I don't know. I, I would watch it again.
0: Yeah. I'm looking up Robert Taylor on uh, Wikipedia. He was in the Matrix. He was one of the agents in the Matrix.
1: Mr. Anderson.
0: Yeah, he was Agent Jones, which I don't know any other agents in that one uh, other than Hugo Weaving. But most uh, recently, he was in The Meg, Dr. Heller. Oh, yes, The Meg. And uh, he was also the captain of the boat in the yeah, uh, Kong Skull Island. Kong Skull Island, the new... Uh, oh, Kong yes. Movie. So that was more recently. He's been in a lot, actually. Looks like uh, his acting career started in 1988, of course, over in Australia. So a lot of the TV shows he was in was were down under. It
1: always seems like the cool, macho dudes, you always have to import them, you know?
0: Yeah, that's true. we had uh, this guy who is... Uh, alpha male um hugh jackman
1: Hugh jackman.
0: not from around not from around here the dude from the walking dead he was a kick-ass character not l. from gibson. around here l gibson
1: russell um, crow
0: russell crow uh uh gerard butler
1: yes gerard butler why is that he
0: wasn't from around here uh i don't know a jawline nobody believes you can be a strong alpha male without a strong jawline
1: yes we should bring you in. You have that strong hairline now,
0: <laughs> or lack thereof.
1: Yes, powerful. Oh my
0: God, you're disgusting.
1: It's kind of like those pools that that what are the the what are those pools called? Infinity pools. Yeah, you have kind of like the infinity hairline.
0: <laughs> I don't know if that hurts my feelings or uh, makes me feel better. I'm Come not on, look sure. at my
1: melon. My God, it's powerful. <laughs> A powerful oh, dome. Oh man,
0: yeah. God, Maybe uh, we should try to get the Flock of Amish to uh, re- tell us what to review next.
1: Whoa, um, you're reading uh, my mind. Make sure yeah. you follow us on Twitter, at Amish B Machine. Shoot us out your ideas for something for us to review, and we'll be happy to review it.
0: Yeah, new or old, we, we, will, uh, we will take it.
1: Five Buggy Wheels, what are you giving this show?
0: I'm going to give it a three. Cool. I liked it better than the, uh, than the core. Like I guess I might. I might do another episode or two just to uh, see if it piques my interest.
1: How about uh, Texas Walker crossover?
0: Oh, that would be nice. We're gonna have to uh, dust off Chuck Norris.
1: Yes, Chuck Norris should be in there. Yep. Powerful dusters and cowboy hats and
0: boots. Cowboy boots. Yes,
1: eating baked beans all the time. <laughs> I'm gonna give it a For three out of five. Also. All right, cool. It was a pretty solid show.
0: Yeah, it wasn't horrible. No. So it was a, a book series first, I guess, by Craig Johnson.
1: Yeah, at least it wasn't a comic book. It Seems like every show now is a comic book.
0: Or graphic novel. That's yeah, what oh, they like to be called. It's
1: actually a graphic novel.
0: <laughs> get the nerds after you.
1: Well, let's get in some shout-outs. I told the kids on Twitter at Amish B Machine I'd uh shout them out, the first five in. But I can't do math, so I'll do, an, I'll do six <laughs> shout-outs here. We got Sergeant Ed. We got the Coffin Cast. But it was Aliens Podcast. Ben Weston. The Top Six Podcast. Round and Round the Podcast. That's your Ooh. powerful shout-outs for today on the most powerful podcast ever created. The Amish Baby Machine Pop Culture Podcast.
0: So did uh, the Top Six Podcast. We did six, so they should be very happy. Yes,
1: that was a little shout-out to them.
0: Now, as I
1: mentioned, as we started this powerful episode, we do have powerful new music from Tangerine Beams, Teradyne, Father Turbo, their powerful remix. I'm going to powerfully use that to play us out. (laughs) Did you have a good time tonight on this powerful episode, Mike Rez?
0: I always have a a great time when uh, you and I can talk garbage movies, Hey, uh, fun TV shows.
1: Yes. I'm going to give you a shout out too. Tell the kids of Flock Vomish about your podcast.
0: All right. The 945 Show is a awesome podcast. I interview indie musicians from the Twin Cities where we're at. Um, I'm going to try to get an interview with the uh, water monitor if it shows up anytime in the next couple of days. It'll be an exclusive. I don't like
1: that name water monitor. It sounds like some fucking lifeguard monitoring the pool levels <laughs> or something.
0: <laughs> well, uh, your
1: free, your free chlorine is not very good. I'm the water <laughs> monitor.
0: I wonder if it has any of those really cool, uh, suits that they had on, uh, Baywatch. That would be pretty God, disturbing, but fun to watch.
1: Mitch Buchanan.
0: <laughs> so yeah, the 945 shows available on, uh, a ton of, uh, podcast platforms. so pick your favorite one maybe the one you're listening to amish baby machine on after this one is done after tangerine beams is over search the 945 show and uh check out some great indie music now there's uh every indie musician that i interview is uh also the rights holder for their own music so i get to play full-length songs on that show so that's pretty awesome
1: whoa full-length uncut
0: uncut Cat. Yes. you're not getting a needle drop right now
1: no. well i hope you guys had a good time tonight thanks for listening We've got some powerful music here by tangerine beams make sure you check them out at tangerinebeams.bandcamp.com and until next time you've just enjoyed the amish baby machine pop culture podcast